Welcome to Spare Time. This is a podcast where we talk about all the things that we do in our spare time and where we endorse, as Elisa said earlier today, spending your free time however the fuck you want. Yeah, I do endorse that. And Strong cosign. That's what we're here to talk about today. Um, it is the month of March recap. Indeed. Indeed it is. And what a month it has been. What a month it has been. It's currently like 28 degrees outside. I just don't it's know what's so going confusing. on. It's been 75. It's been 25. The, the cherry blossoms are freezing off of the trees. It's colder than I feel like it was all winter today. Yeah. It's so cold in my house because I didn't like get out of bed to turn the heat on really today. I'm not feeling very well. And I got up to sit at my desk for a few hours and I said, whoa, it's 55 degrees in here. Whoa, I'm an ice cube. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, Marie, let's take care of some quick housekeeping before we jump into our spare time recap, shall we? Yes, sure. Let's do it. So book club. Book yeah, club, book 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 club. Mm-hmm. Perfect. That mm-hmm. went, that went really well. Um, basically we have some updates. We are going to do our first ever spare time book episode, which will, I believe be coming to you at some point in the month of April. So as of right now, we have two spare time book club books in the queue. The first one is don't cry for me by Daniel Black. Yes. And the second book is Delilah Green Doesn't Care by Ashley Herring Blake. Um, We didn't even post this one to the Instagram. I will do that this week. So honestly, if you listen to this pod, you're the only person that knows that that was the book club book. So congratulations. This is is a listener exclusive. Um, Secret. No fake fans here. And our third book, which is going to be our April book, I guess, is going to be Easy Beauty by Chloe Cooper Jones. And that is a memoir. Um, Really excited to read that. If you haven't been keeping up with the book club, you're not alone. Neither have I. So we're going to be- More on that. We're going to be tackling them all at once. So you've got some time to catch up. And I'm excited. I am really looking forward to discussing these books on the air. Same. I think it's going to be fun. I um, have read both of the books so far and don't cry for me. I mean, I'm not going to like, you know, go into my thoughts, but it is a book that has stuck with me since I finished it. So congrats to us for choosing a book that is, I think, pretty good. Um, And Delilah Green doesn't care delivered what was expected. Yeah. It gave us what we, what we, just exactly what we thought I can already, I could tell from looking at the cover, you, you just know what it's going to be. And sometimes oh, of course. it's exactly what you need. Especially in a month like March. Damn. I thought March, I mean, historically March is my favorite month because I'm a narcissist and my birthday's in March. But boy, this March really put us through the ringer. It sure did. Um, speaking of March and, you know, your birthday month, do you want to do the honors? How did you spare, spend your spare time? Yeah, I would love to do the honors. So this month was hard for me um, for, you know, who knows why. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in my worst of the month. Mm -hmm. But some fun things that I did, I turned 30 this month, which is fun. I'm 30. Play that Bo Burnham song on repeat. (laughs) Did Um, you listen to it at midnight? I listened to it and I actually like 
I always relate to everything from inside because it's just so real. But honestly, I don't feel upset about turning 30 as we've discussed at length. Like I feel really excited to be 30, you know, and sorry to, um, butt in on your spare time, but I listened to this podcast from Glennon recently, her, Mm -hmm. um, we can do hard things. And it was an episode about aging and Mm. it was like a aging like a therapist or something that focuses on aging. Oh, and interesting. I thought it was a pretty good episode. And they basically were just like, what is the other option? Truly? Like, it's like not being alive. So right. Is that right. what you want? Um, yeah. It's, it's funny because I think like, you know, I, I think about this a lot, especially with respect to like elderly people, right? So we're at the age where we're starting to have more and more elderly people in our lives. If we have grandparents, they're old as fuck. Our parents are getting old. And so like, I feel like I spend a lot more time talking about and thinking about the various indignities of getting old. Um, and I was talking about this with somebody the other day and it's like, yeah, getting old sucks, but it's better than the alternative. Like I don't want to die young. Mm-hmm. So it's part of the, part of the ball game. Um, and your 30s and feel, are and yeah, we're young 30. I think it's, I was talking to Hannah's mom about this. Like, I really feel like we are like this generation has shirked convention to such a degree that I'm like, I don't really feel like there are some, some expectations for thirties. I think for us, like some of the standards, like marriage, maybe kids, like that sort of stuff is still around and it's in the periphery, but it's not like, I don't feel like there's as much expectation for my thirties as there was for my twenties. Like there's so much pressure on your twenties for it to be like, this is the best time of your life. Like college is the most fun you're ever going to have. And it's like, that's a lot to put on a little decade. So it feels oh nice God. to have a little less, a little less like expectation to like have the best time of my life. You know? Yeah. And like, honestly, I don't know, those like quiet moments that you have more of in your thirties, like are the best times of my life, you know? Totally. And I'm like, I actually feel a little bit more like myself. Mm-hmm. now. So one of my friends, I have my, a, like, they're kind of like my uncles. They're kind of like my friends. Um, this couple who's older who lives in DC and Mark always says our cakes are baked. Like your cake is still baking, which is like a really interesting That's metaphor. Cute. And I think like, it's nice to know that like our cakes are not baked, but the edges are set. Like we have mm-hmm a little more structure. We're not like flailing around in the void, trying to figure out like what kind of person we're going to be. So that is nice. Like it feels like starting from solid ground. I love that. I'm going to use that. Nice, right? Appropriate for this pod in particular. So appropriate. Um, Yeah, that's nice. I like to think about things that way. And I do feel it's true. Like if you think about who you were when you were 20, like I'm like, who, literally, who is that? Inconceivable. Yeah. Yeah, It's like crazy. There's the Venn diagram has a sliver in the middle between now and then. But I do feel like when I'm 40, the roots are going to be the same. Yeah. Which is really like peace bringing. It is really peace bringing. I like it. Yeah. I like it too. So 
So she turned 30, everyone. I turned 30. I had a lot of guests at my house, which felt really fun. Um, two of my best friends came to visit for my birthday. Some of Hannah's friends came. And it just feels really fucking adulty to like have guests in your guest room. I don't oh know. God, it's so fun. And Marie, I have so to tell fun. you, I was showing some people your house as your designated um, tour guide uh-huh. for your home. And I saw that in the guest room, you wrote on your like whiteboard, welcome uh-huh. Chelsea. And I was like, that is so cute. And I know that she's been waiting literally her whole life to do that. Yep. I have been. And you guessed that it, it's still <laughs> written on the whiteboard. I was actually just thinking that I need to erase it. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's like, that's definitely part of what we're talking about, right? Like the things that I love most now are like, so, uh, so old feeling like my favorite thing is to like have my friends stay in my house or like have my friends come over for dinner and just to like share life in those ways. So that's been really joyful. I met a bunch of my coworkers in person. My God, riveting. Which was wild. Um, It's crazy that we've all been out here working with people we've never seen from the shoulders down. Three of the people that I met, I've been working with for more than a year. And so it crazy. was so fun to see them. Like, and you're like, oh, you're like a whole person. Like you have a sense of humor and like, I don't know. It's, it's so obvious, but it's also like, I'm like, oh now, and now I'm like, oh, it's so much easier to work with these people because I of actually course. know them. What's so sad. Like, I think remote work really robs you of the opportunity to like actually know someone because you don't get that in between time. That's just like shooting the shit or like sharing a look about something that's crazy or even right. just like being like, what are you eating for lunch? Right. Like going to lunch with somebody or like going to get a coffee with somebody mm-hmm. like the like, stuff I don't even know what you eat. Like, <laughs> right. It's so weird. I'm like, I like, I'm like, there's this one c- girl that I work with Morgan who like is hilarious. And she's just like one of those people that is such a like big personality but she's so serious at work. So I always kind of thought that she was just like really serious, really quiet, like no nonsense. And it turns out that she's like so silly. And I'm like, I want to know this about you. Like, I want to know that you're like a wild child, like, and you're like, so like, so easy to like make fun of yourself. Like, I think that that's, I don't know, there's so much dimensionality to people that you just don't get if all you're doing is like, okay, I'm going to get into this call and get out of it as soon as possible. So that was that really is fun. A gift. Even though it was fucking exhausting, I will say. Yeah. It was like a four day work event, which is crazy. crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> it was zero to a million. That's for sure. Zero to a million. Well, Marie, I know we're going to get into your worst, but it does sound like there were some pretty great things that happened. Yeah. There well. were some high highs for sure. What about you? How did you spend your spare time in March of 2022? March of 2022, I spent a lot of time being an auntie. Um, We have a new little baby in the fam, little Henry James. He's so fucking cute. It's crazy. And he was born at the end of February. So we've just been spending a ton of time um, over at his house. He has a brother who's 22 months. I don't know if I've really talked about my little best friend on this pod, but. you know, they require a lot of energy and it's energy that I am more than happy to give. So we've been doing some sleepovers. There's been a lot of family in town. So we've just kind of been over there for what feels like 
the bulk of the month. Um, mm-hmm. But you know what? It's been a pleasure. And it's so fun to be an aunt because you get to do all of the fun stuff and you get to leave when the shit yep. gets really bad. Um, Return the children at the end of the day. Yeah. Or like we did sleep there for a weekend and it was like so exhausting, but it was so nice to be like, I'm going to leave and I'm going to be in my quiet (laughs) house and I'm going to do whatever I want. And unfortunately parents don't have that option, but that's why it's great to be an aunt. Um, So that's what I did pretty much the entire month in every moment of spare time that I had. Um, Mm. but in addition to that, there were also a lot of family dinners kind of for the same reason that there were a lot of people in town and it was really nice, kind of similar to what you said to just like share a meal and like gather. And Mm -hmm. I, when, um, when they were in the hospital delivering, there was just like this whole gang of, you know, friends and family over at the house for like, you know, four days straight. And, I did a lot of baking because I was like, wait, it's fun to bake if you have a reason to bake. And like, you know, Mm. every day I brought like a different loaf cake or a cake or um, muffins. And I feel like that made me feel really energized. And like, it's just how I show love and care for people. But it was just like so nice to do it. Um, And I just don't feel like I've really had a reason to do it for a while. Mm -hmm. I did spend some spare time. Thanks. I spent some spare time enjoying live music. I feel like in March we Mm -hmm. did together go to a few really great shows that have been like on the list for a long time. We saw Lizzie McAlpine open for Dodie, which Dodie was, we decided she's like a Gen Z Ingrid Michaelson. Yep. She was kooky. She was fun. The venue was completely horrible, um, but overall a great time. Lizzie was everything. Um, but unfortunately the star was Holly Humberstone. She is unbelievable. I'm worried that she's going to be my artist of the year. I just love every single thing that she's doing. And it was like such a treat to see her live. And she was opening for girl in red who I have literally never listened to nothing. (laughs) And it was a full body experience in the sense that it was just like, so, crazy and girl in red was so unhinged in such a fun way like we so fun I'm gonna speak on behalf of both of us we love when an artist just like goes off the rails and is like talking and like bringing us into their psyche and girl in red like did that perhaps more than any artist I've ever seen yeah she was really giving us the full stream of consciousness experience and part of the fun of that was that we could she's like mentioned that her manager is was like in her ear <laughs> yelling at her in whatever what where is she from I can't remember she's from Norway I think yeah like yelling at her in Norwegian to like move it along and from where we were standing we could see him like nervously and like he was having a full meltdown he was like tearing his hair and like (laughs) begging her to move on and she like truly couldn't it was so fun and that concert is a concert that the first the very first concert that I bought tickets to when the pandemic was slowing down so I had had those tickets for like more than a year um that's so crazy fun to go and I'm so glad you got to come I'm so happy I got to come shout out um Molly it was so great um Two more things I've been doing with my spare time. I have made the Carolina Galen salmon, the like honey chipotle salmon tacos salmon. It's on her Instagram. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
honestly at least eight times in the month of March. <laughs> it's I can't be stopped. I make it every single week. It goes with taco bowls. It goes with Asian salads. It goes mm-hmm. with regular salads. It goes like in a tortilla. It's so good. I can't Have be you stopped. been making it on the skewers or are you just Never. roasting it? Yeah. Yeah. I just cube it and then I yep. roast it and it like if you eat salmon, you have to make this. It's unbelievable. And also, really, really good. front of the pod, Rashawn brought to my attention that the salmon at Trader Joe's, like I've been sleeping on this, is the best salmon that there is. It's really good. I will say that, unfortunately, I, I, and before I bring this up, I'm going to say that <laughs> I succeeded at not going to Ikea in the month of March, but I am going to bring up Ikea again on this podcast. I do think that the Ikea salmon is better than the Trader Joe's salmon. Oh, I did not know that they sold salmon it's at really, Ikea. It's really, really good. And it's very well-priced. But I, the Trader Joe's salmon is my More go-to. accessible. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the last thing is, and you reminded me of this, Marie. I have, I guess this is not so much um, spare time, but I feel like this has been affecting my spare time. I've been having a really hard time at work and I've really been feeling like I have to like don a professional mask Mm -hmm. to like exist during the workday. So whenever I'm not busy, I have literally negative energy to exist or even like entertain the idea of doing something fun in my spare time. So I just wanted to be real about that. Um, It hasn't all been rainbows and butterflies over here for my spare time. No, um, not, not over here either. And you guys are going to get an earful on that for sure. Well, <clears throat> let's begin with your best. Yes. So I took myself on a birthday date to Baltimore, Maryland, love. which you know we that love I did to do. The same on my 30th. I know it's a 30th birthday spare time tradition. Um, and I had a great day. But the high was my lunch. I went to a place that is getting a lot of attention mm-hmm. in Baltimore called Ekiben, I think is how you say it, which is, I think there are a couple locations. Um, this one that I went to is basically just a counter. And just for some like vibe context, I went in, I had ordered my sandwich online. I couldn't find it for like 15 minutes because it's like tucked in an alley. Um, I went inside and they were absolutely blasting the song Rich as Fuck by Lil Wayne. So like louder than I've ever heard music playing in an establishment that you're supposed to enter as a customer. And I was just like, this is this is the correct vibe. A thousand percent. Um, And I have been listening to Rich as Fuck over and over again. (laughs) Um, It has sparked a revival of my love of Lil Wayne. I was absolutely obsessed with Lil Wayne in high school and that wow. part of me lives on. Um, but the That's sandwich exciting. that I ate, yeah, it was so exciting. And I got a sandwich called the neighborhood bird. Um, and their thing there is they make these like sandwiches on giant bow bread, basic mm. monto bread. Um, so it's like a huge, it's like, imagine a, like a bow bun, but it's like giant. And this one has um, Taiwanese curry fried chicken thigh topped with spicy sambal mayo, pickles, and herbs. Um, The pickles were so good. The bread was so good. Everything about it was perfect. Um, I was obsessed. Um, I did also order the – they had like a – some kind of special that was like a Philly cheesesteak egg roll, and that was bad. 
but this was really good and they also have a yuzu aid like a yuzu lemonade and fun really good so i ate this out in the sunshine in a park and it was wonderful it was definitely not like a light lunch Mm -hmm. um but it was great i recommend that sounds perfect especially for you that's like a good birthday lunch the right vibe for me for sure you know i have to say there's almost nothing i like more than when i walk into a food service establishment and you can just tell that they're having a great time like absolutely one of the best things on earth yeah it's really good um what was your high of the month one that i'm going to tell you about is something that you also experienced this month which is the torched salmon sushi from son of a fish um which is a new stall at union market it's the same people as district fishwife if you're familiar mm-hmm. this so i'm going to preface by saying i've never been to japan i don't think i've had like phenomenal sushi in my life i think i've had a lot of like great to mediocre sushi i i think that this is probably the best sushi i ever had it's really up there and I this was going to be my best of the month if it wasn't already on the list as yours Ooh. because I have not stopped thinking about it. So basically what it is is a little pat of sushi rice and then some wasabi and then they take a really like medium to thick slice of salmon and they torch the top and so the top becomes kind of like buttery and you can taste the like torch of the fire on it but the bottom is like really really just silky and fresh and you squeeze a little bit of lemon on it it is so phenomenal it tastes like like, salmon butter yeah it's just like such delicious like fatty salmon belly that like Mm. the torch of it really really like a new level yeah and i i love nigiri like i don't feel like i eat enough yeah. Just like it's such sushi in its purest form. And when the fish is so good like that, it's transcendent. It's literally the opposite of like the fucking cream cheese sushi, which I personally <laughs> think is illegal. Disgusting. Yeah. Um, I did have another best that I would be remiss not to share. Um, as I mentioned, I'm an aunt and my little baby Bo, who's 22 months, I've been waiting to take him swimming and teach him how to swim since but since I found out that he was on the way. And we've been going to swimming lessons and he's been doing such a great job and he loves the pool and it's just like special time for us. Um, But something specifically that I've been waiting to do is the pancake song. And also I should say, in case you don't know that I grew up swimming and I grew up teaching swim lessons specifically, like I've probably taught 500 kids how to swim in my lifetime so to be Such able a to good teach fun fact about you that I love how to swim is like just the best ever and there's a song that I love to sing called the pancake song and they lay on their backs and you sing this song about being a pancake and then you get to this verse where you're like and now you need to flip over so that you don't burn mm-hmm. and they flip from their belly or from their back to their belly in the water and it's like this whole thing I've been waiting to do that with him truly for like going on two and a half years and we've been doing it in the pool. He loves it. And it's like now his favorite song. And whenever he sees me, he wants to sing it and I'll pause and he says flip. And then he even will practice it on the land. Like he'll be like, okay, let's sing the pancake song. He'll be laying on his back and then he'll flip onto his belly just like 
on the ground. And that is cute. It has just been so rewarding and truly one of the best things of my month. I love it. So you're not going to sing the pancake song for us? I'm not going to do it on this podcast. (laughs) You guys really don't need to hear it. Um, If you'd like to DM me, I'll send you a voice note. It's, you know, a riveting song. Wow. I I will be requesting a DM. It's four verses. Um, Okay, Marie, let's get into it. The heart of the matter. Yeah, the heart of the – I want to get down to the heart of the matter. My worst of the week – or week, the month, this month. If only it was just a week. It's funny because I know if only it was just a week. I feel like this is more – Everything I've talked about so far is like the end of the month. The beginning of March was hard for me. Yeah. And I feel like we were kind of, for both of us, we've been having parallel times, but I've been feeling like very depressed. Um, and my, it's like causing me to be so, uh, to have like short-term memory loss, basically. Like I, usually I'm pretty forgetful. Um, if you know me, you know that I can't fucking remember anything, but at the beginning of the month, this month, I was really, really struggling to keep a thought in my head. And that was making me feel really crazy, um, which is a very bad way to feel. Um, so, I mean, it definitely was just like a tough fortnight, um, but it did get better throughout the month, which is mm-hmm. nice. I don't know. It's just like one of those things that doesn't really like it's easy to figure out like to say like oh it's probably because i have like this big birthday coming up and like or you know it's because of all of the like horrible homophobic and transphobic laws that are being put into place or like it's because of world war 3 or like the plague never ending which like all are really good reasons to be depressed but it's weird cuz you just like don't you can't like predict when that sort of thing is going to come on um yeah and oh, even a- if you're in it and you know that it's going to pass and you will survive it. It's so hard to be in it. Yeah. It's so hard to be in it. And it's such a like strange limbo to be like, I'm kind of like waiting for this feeling to be gone. But also like this feeling is like trying, like, I don't know. I had a really good therapist who was always like, you know, your anxiety or your depression, like sometimes when it comes on like that, it's because like something inside you is like trying to do is trying to protect you from something. Um, so, you know, it's hard to be like, I want this to go away. And also like, there's something for me to learn from this, even though you're just like, I just want to lie on my couch and like do nothing. Yeah. There's a lot of, for me, I put a lot of pressure on myself when I feel bad to make myself feel better. And like, I feel like I am bringing it on myself by, like not doing X, Y, or Z. So it's just like the worst. And it that's why is I'm the worst. about it. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Cause I think that a lot of people feel that way, but aren't always brave enough to say it, um, in a public forum and, or even to themselves. So yeah, you are doing the work, my friend. And that is truly the first step. And I believe that brighter days are ahead for you. Yeah, they're already happening. I do wish that those brighter days were not also 28 degrees, but beggars Same. can't be choosers. <laughs> I know it. You're like, I appreciate the sun at 630. Unfortunately, it's all a lie because it's so cold. So fucking cold. My worst is that I need completely new clothes. I'm having that moment where I just feel like nothing fits. I can't wear a comfortable pair of pants. I have to throw everything away, start from scratch. 
And I've been going through kind of like a, um, not an identity crisis, but I just feel like I don't know how I perceive myself and how Mm -hmm. I present myself anymore. And I think a lot of that is like the pandemic and like nobody, like I don't have to dress up for work every day because I just sit in my house, but it makes me feel better to dress up. But then if I wear something that's uncomfortable or I don't like what I'm wearing, then it actually has like a negative effect. Totally. But I'm also like, what do I want to look like? And I think I've kind of realized recently that the things that I gravitate toward that I'm like, oh, that's pretty or I like that. I like it, but I don't like it on me or that's not what I want to wear. And so I'm kind of like, what do I want to wear? Um, So I'm just kind of like feeling really bad about that um, this month for the most part. And my body has changed a lot because I have started being a lot more active. And I think I've talked about this on this pod. I have this like insane quest to take the stairs to my apartment whenever possible. So like my legs, ninth floor apartment, just my ninth floor apartment, which like from the parking garage equals 12 floors. Like it's, I'm building a lot of muscle in my butt and in my legs. And so my pants just truly no longer fit my body. And it's just all, it feels really bad, even though I'm Mm -hmm. also like, I would rather be strong than what I was before, which was like not really strong, but then I'm like, but I'm not comfortable you know? Right. I mean, I'm, I have the same situation that like, I feel like I have a lot of things that I don't like the way they fit me and it's because they feel bad. And that is a really easy way to hate yourself, like without trying. Cause it just sucks when your clothes don't fit. And the easy solution is to just buy new clothes. But for me, I like to torture myself by wearing clothes (laughs) that are slightly too small or like for you, it's like, you want to buy new clothes, but you don't want to buy new clothes until you know what kind of clothes you want to buy. Exactly. Like I'm kind of like, I'm happy to buy new clothes. I just don't know what those clothes are. And so Mm. that is another, um, issue. I will also say that I think I've had a big, um, like change in how I feel in clothes over the last few years. I feel like my whole life I wore really tight clothes and I feel like maybe because I was a swimmer. Um, I don't know. Like I feel like clothes were never even really something that I thought all that much about because I was more often not wearing clothes. Oh, if that makes sense. But yeah, yeah, I just always wore things that were like really, really tight to my body. Like I feel like every t-shirt that I have from college is like an extra small or a small. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like I don't want (laughs) to wear a small t-shirt, even if it like maybe fits, it's not comfortable. And so I think just like the way that I've decided that I want to feel in my clothes has also changed Mm. regardless of how my clothes actually fit me. You know, it's like the pants might fit, but I don't want them to fit like that anymore. Yes. Yes. I do understand. So anyways, I'm kind of grappling with that, but friend of the pod, Taylor Long, I've I'm obsessed with her. I think she should be a stylist. I Mm -hmm. love her style. So chic. She's coming over to save me from myself in the month of April. So I can't wait to report back on that. That's really fun. I can't fucking wait. We're going to do like a sex in the city style closet clean out. And I, I have a feeling that every single thing that I own will be gone. Wow. Based on how I'm I'm feeling now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Can't wait to see where that goes. Yeah. So that's my worst, but, um, I'm hopeful for the days ahead. I am too. I think I'm going to go back into my sweatpants, um, like my sweatsuits phase. I think 
I mean, if it's going to be 28 degrees in April, then it's the there's no other to choice. Wear a sweatsuit. Yeah. I agree. Um, Lisa, do yes, you have me. a recommendation for how our friends and listeners should spend some of their spare time soon? I sure do, Marie. Thank you for asking. Mm-hmm. My rec is the new Maris Mor- Maris- Marin Morris album. It's called Humble Quest. It came out on Friday. Um, I have not listened yet. I know. I thought you might not have. It came out on Friday, March. Why is my calendar never on the date? March 25th. So it's like pretty new. Mm-hmm. I think it is fantastic. I'm a Maren Morris fan. I like all three of her albums a lot. I will say that I think the standout songs on this one are Humble Quest and mm-hmm. Hummingbird. I think they're so Ooh, beautiful, fun. but I love the whole thing. I've listened to the whole thing top to bottom probably 20 times, which is really not something I can say about most albums. Wow. Okay. I can't wait. I'm going to plug it in as soon as we finish. I can't wait to hear what you think. I, do I love also her. Wanna... She's such a good voice. Yeah. And you saw her this last year for the mm-hmm. Christmas tree lighting. She yep. just has like a little something, something that like a lot of people don't have, which is why I think she's famous, obviously, but mm-hmm. like she's better than I think every time. Yeah, for sure. You know, I love her album. One other thing I'd like to plug, um, did you ever go to Honey Grill when it was open in DC? No, I don't think so. It was like fast casual, like noodles, like mm. stir fry noodles. But Surprised they had this amazing offering called the Honey Bar, which was basically just like fresh fruit. And then they topped it with whipped cream, whatever you wanted. You could do like nuts, chocolate chips, um, like coconut, and then honey, like a drizzle of honey. Yum. And you got to choose your honey, like buckwheat or wildflower, or whatever. Oh my God, fun. So, so, so good. And famously, I would make Erica whip whipped cream for me every night before she went to bed for a honey bar. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of years ago, we've recently brought it back. And Love. I just want to say, like, this is the best mid-afternoon pick-me-up. Um, you just whip some cream, throw berries in a bowl, top them with, for me, chocolate chips and honey. And it's so good. It's been really yeah, making my perfect. day. Yeah. If you have some spare time during your work day, I would say that's, that's what you should be doing. Yeah. I'm going to need to start doing that as soon as possible. You'll love it. Tell me about your rec. So my recommendation is for a follow on Instagram. Ooh. Um, this person that I've been following is named Bettina Makalintal. I'm certainly butchering that. It's a Filipina name um, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Um, but um, she is a reporter at Eater um, and she has like her own normal Instagram that has like pictures of her face and stuff. But recently I discovered that she has like a food Instagram. Um, it's, she calls it a cooking archive and it's called crispy egg 420. <laughs> and it's just a picture of like, I think it's her lunch or her breakfast every day. It's pretty much the same bowl every day. Um, and her bio is no recipes, just vibes. And it's I truly love that. everything I want to eat. It's like all vaguely Asian. Um, if you go to her page right now, you'll see front and center, my beloved tomato eggs. And the caption is, you know her, which boy do I. You said sure do. Um, today she made miso soy butter udon with seared mushrooms, bok choy, and watermelon radishes in plum vinegar. Like- I need that. Every time I see anything that she posts, I'm like, I need it immediately. So um, something that I've been doing in my spare time is 
drooling about everything that she posts and then trying to recreate it myself because she doesn't post a recipe, um, which is pretty fun actually, just like reverse engineering (laughs) these delicious looking foods. Um, So I cannot recommend highly enough. It makes me wish that I had the self-control slash desire to do this on Instagram, but as everyone who follows us knows, I don't. And you know what? That's okay. Um, mm-hmm. This is a great, great, great follow that you just brought to my attention. I hit the follow button really fast. I see it's Holly follows her. So that's right. Well, I think I sent you this, but if you look three rows from the top on the left, it's like the salad that you love most of all. Yep. It's the there it green is. Beans, the tuna, the hard boiled egg, the kale, the tomatoes. The nisuas. There it is. She looks gorge. Yeah, this is Speaking- correct. Speaking of tuna and things that I like that are vaguely Asian, Mm -hmm. did you see what Fishwife came out with yesterday? I did. I did. I'm so happy for them. Did you order it? I'm going to order it. Um, I was going to ask you first if you wanted anything. I definitely want something. I don't like Sichuan peppercorn, so I don't want that, but I'm excited for everybody else. Yeah. I feel excited for those of you who did not see it. It's a fly by Jing, fly by Jing and fish wife collab. So, smart. Um, so it's smoked salmon with chili crisp, which is really like a Marie, the Marie McGrath story. Um, it is. So I'm going to be dropping uh, like $150 on fish wife because I need a full restock. So you yeah, let me know me. if you want to get in on that. I do. I can tell you right now. I do. I actually was thinking today I should order some. This it's so fucking good. Every time so I eat easy. one, I'm like, wait a second, like this that smoked salmon is like really exceptional. It's better than the rest, and mm-hmm. that's just the, the truth. trout is really good too. The trout is my favorite, actually. Um, thank you for the follow, Marie. I like this. You're welcome. Person. Crispy egg four twenty is also funny. Hilarious. All right, it's time for our culture section. Three things you absolutely must know. Um based on our own decisions and choices. Yeah, based on our brains. Um, I, unfortunately, the first one on the list, I felt like I had to include as part of the time capsule element of this podcast. I really don't want to talk about it anymore because it's literally <laughs> all anybody on the internet will speak about. And I think it's so fucking stupid. But in case you were sleeping under a rock this weekend, Will Smith absolutely wailed on Chris Rock's face at the Oscars. Um, it was the slap heard around the world. And boy, I didn't think that you could basically take the 24-hour news cycle hostage for 24 full hours just by slapping someone in the face. But it's actually more than 24 hours now. and People won't shut the fuck up about it, including me. But I just felt like we had to, we had to mark this time with that happening. You know? It would be wrong if we didn't. I also think that I just, as a person who like really enjoys the Oscars, I think I'm one of the only people left on earth. Um, (laughs) I just love the movies. Like, I don't care about this at all. Like, I think there's, of course, like a lot of things to say. And there's a lot of like important threads that are coming out of this. And there's a lot of important conversations that are related to this, both in terms of just like violence and how we like turn a blind eye to certain types of violence in the U.S. and not others and you know whatever um but I just feel sad that like the Oscars is completely overshadowed by this yeah and like Will Smith won best actor and like he 
you know, no one no, will ever no one remember. Will ever, they remember it, and all this cool shit happened. Yeah, I but totally also, agree. Chris Rock was presenting the award for best, um, like documentary or best short or whatever, which Questlove won, mm-hmm. and like he basically just like couldn't even get out his acceptance speech because he was like, "I'm so overwhelmed. Like, I don't know what happened. I'm just gonna have to like thank people after this." And I'm like, "That's so sad that this like amazing artist who." isn't a filmmaker and like may not be back to the Oscars, like won't have this moment again, or even just like Coda winning best picture. Mm -hmm. Like that movie was so so beyond. And I'm like, literally nobody even cares that they won because of this. So yeah, that's there are definitely lots of good takes about it. And there are some think pieces that should be written. And there are about 450 million that should not be (laughs) written. And I am ready to move on. But I personally here we, have. We, had, we had to, we had to say it here. We had to say it. Um, our history. next story is one that I feel like I haven't seen on the internet all that much, but I'm not super online. So who knows? Alisa, I don't know about this. Okay. I thought that you might not. And I did feel like it was important crossover for you. So um, there is a trailer that came out this week for Where the Crawdads Sing movie which is going to be released on i believe apple tv via like reese witherspoon's um hello sunshine production company and that is like a b taylor swift wrote a song for the movie that was featured in the trailer and so like the swifties are freaking out because that means new music whatever Mm -hmm. but it also has come to light that Taylor Swift is facing backlash for her involvement in the movie adaptation of Where the Crawdads Sing because Delia Owens, the author of the book, is actually like low-key wanted for questioning about a murder of an unidentified man in Africa and has previously called for human population control in Africa. So that's that. I think I did know about the murder, but I did not know about the latter. Yeah, so I guess kind of the gist is that in early 2000s, Delia Owens and her then-husband were in Africa, and my understanding is that they were there to, like, advocate for elephant conservation, which is Yeah, I remember reading this. Um, And then I think there was, like, a trespasser on the property, like a potential poacher, but that person was shot and killed, and then like Delia Owens, her husband, I think their son was there. Like everybody like just showed no remorse and was kind of like, that's just how it goes and made some like interesting comments that are, you know, rubbing people the wrong way. This again was like a long time ago before she even wrote this book. But Mm -hmm. I think the internet is just like, Hey, this is a little bit strange pretty pretty serious to overlook um also where the crawdads sing is one of the most overrated books of all time okay i'm happy you said that because i haven't read it and i don't think i'm going to you i mean like it was enjoyable but like the amount of hype that it got like i thought everyone every single person that i know i was it was like around it was summertime i think this was happening like all of my mom's friends, all of my friends were recommending this book to me. Like I must've had it recommended to me like 50 times. So I, and people were like, this is the best book I've ever read. So I was like, all right, I'm about to have my life changed. (laughs) Um, and I did not. I think that's how people feel about educated, which I was like, it is how people feel about educated, which I really liked, but I'm also like, 
there are a lot of great memoirs that sit there with educated for me. That I like think I about feel more. like it's for people who read maybe 10 books a year, which is great. That's an amazing mm-hmm. achievement. I was in that category for a long time. Like if you're not reading a ton, then you know, there's less to compare it to. Well, I feel like it's like educated is like in the like the glass castle camp of memoir, which is like it's the kind of memoir that's like so unbelievable and there's all this drama and it's like such a like rags to riches story of like human achievement but it's like you know there's a lot of interesting stories that don't follow that cookie cutter trajectory like no shade to the woman who wrote educated i do think that she is astonishing but um yeah i don't think it's the best book in the world and i certainly don't think where the crowd is sing is the best book in the world um, will you be watching the movie um i mean i didn't know about this person advocating for like ethnic cleansing so probably maybe i shouldn't although i will say that like it is a kind of book that may it seems like it's written to be adapted like she wrote it so that it would get picked up by netflix mm-hmm. you know maybe i so, will read it we'll see that's i'm interested i think it's funny that this backlash is coming down upon taylor swift i know i'm sure she's like what the fuck like i was like what about reese witherspoon yeah, she's like anybody else. But, you know, the Swifties, they want their queen to be scot-free. Oh, yeah, all the time. Um, the last thing that I think it's important to know, um, I mentioned the horrible laws that are in many places being signed in mm-hmm. this month. Um, one of those notably being the Don't Say Gay bill in Florida. Um, and something sort of... I'll just leave this. I'll leave you with this. The guy who wrote it, who crafted it, his name is Joe Harding, um, had his house destroyed by a tornado, um, which (laughs) for those of you who don't do a lot of Florida stuff, that like doesn't really happen in Florida. More hurricanes, less tornadoes. Um, So it just feels very like Old Testament to me um, that that would happen, you know, in the same timeline as him doing something truly horrible to children in the state where he is um, serving the public. So um, it's like, I saw a tweet about this that was like, you know, that TikTok that's like, I'm not saying he deserved it, but God's timing is always right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's the one. Um, I mean, there's no answer for this except divine intervention. And I'm like, you have been given a sign. Yeah. Shut the fuck up choose to you know choose to see or see the sign and do something about it or not up to you joe um but you're like more is on the way <laughs> and i'm like a plague upon your household i guess um the worst. so that was that was news that i that came across my desk that i thought was worth noting here today i think it's absolutely worth noting it made me laugh for sure and it was a moment of levity that was needed mm-hmm Big time. I love it. Well, Marie, um, we've come to the end of our of our time here together. It's time for our final look ahead. What do we hope that April will hold for us? What do we hope to do in our spare time? So on my birthday, when I was alone in Baltimore, mm-hmm. I realized that I have been doing entirely too much Instagram, mm-hmm. which is something that I this happens. It's a cycle. And now yep. we're at the end of the cycle. 
Um, so I decided to delete Instagram from my phone for the first month of my 30s. Um, so the majority of April will be spent without Instagram. Um, so far, I'm just like doing way more Twitter, which is like not great, but I do feel happy to not scroll as much. Um, it's definitely helping me feel, I've been feeling really like bad about my body. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know that I don't feel like it's because of Instagram, but I know that it probably is like, I, we know the science is that like, if you look at hot people all day on your phone, like it, and you don't look that way, it's not going to make you feel good. Um, so I'm already feeling a little better about that. Um, thinking about my like digital wellness, which, um, some of you listening might know is actually like my profession and I'm not doing a really <laughs> literally great job. Your job. <laughs> literally my job. I'm not doing an awesome job of practicing what I preach in terms of like digital hygiene. Like I'm doing a lot of phone in bed. I'm doing a lot of like scrolling in the morning. So trying to clean that up a little bit, make a little more space in my mind for like and for and making a little more space in general to just like sit and do nothing instead of like looking at my phone whenever I have a spare moment. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'm also thinking a little bit about a fitness journey. We've talked about this a lot on the podcast, but I have a really complicated relationship with fitness. Um, it's very, very easy for me to not to go down like an unhealthy road. Um, but I'm, I'm dipping my toe back into the, into the pool tentatively for April. I'm excited for you. Me too. What it's about you? What's ahead? Too. Yeah, I think so. Um, so in February, I talked about how I was going to go on a croissant journey, but unfortunately that's not going to happen. Um, I honestly didn't have time for it in February. I really didn't have that much spare time that wasn't lounging with my little babies. Mm -hmm. And this month, kind of in conjunction with my worst of just like not feeling good in my clothes, like not feeling good in my body. I have also just, um, two years ago, which is crazy. Um, I had a really, really, really low mental health time after my grandma passed away and it, things were just bad. And I actually lost over 20 pounds, which I'm a small girl. So I didn't really have... Loose. Yeah, it was just like bad. And I have since gained all of that back, which is really great. But I have, I think like the last two years, I've kind of been celebrating like, okay, I feel good. Like I should just do whatever I want. I should just like eat whatever mm -hmm. I want. You know, like as long as I'm eating, that's great. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think it's now time. I feel like pretty strong. I feel healthy to start to create some more boundaries around that because I think I'm getting to a point where it no longer feels good to just like do whatever I want. Like I just don't feel like I'm eating as healthfully as I want to be. I'm eating like mm. for pleasure more than for um, like nutrition, which mm. is, I think I'm like always a pleasure eater and I will always like, I think healthy food is delicious. Like I fucking love vegetables and salads and things that are good for you. I just think I need to be a lot more intentional about nourishing my body. Um, so that's actually going to be a huge focus for me in the month of April. And I just want to, I want to try to get off of the like, you know, like, like bad snacks, not that any snacks are good or bad, but like, I don't need to be eating like Cheez-Its regularly. Like they bring joy for a moment, but not like, I want to kind of lean into like the more like sustainable and like sustaining food totally like just eating like 
Nothing that comes out of a bag. Yeah. Like, I mean, to me, like a date with like peanut butter is truly just as delicious. And if not more than like a Cheez-It or something like an Oreo. And it's like, I just don't, I've never really been a person that like leans heavy in the processed food, but I feel yeah, like in the really last don't. couple years, it's just been something that I've liked and I'm kind of like, well, like I'm just going to do whatever I want. And so I want to mm-hmm. try to like get back to a place that feels a little bit more balanced. Yeah. That sounds nice. Thank you. I'll just keep you posted, but I feel really like committed to it. And and again, it's not like a, it's not like a cleanse or a diet by any means. It's just like, just, you know, like, like I was eating like a baguette and butter for breakfast, like almost every day. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, that's like, you, that's like not necessary, you know? Totally. Um, <laughs> even though it is divine. It's divine, um, but it's like maybe once a week. Yeah. It's, it's more divine. Like if it's a, like a Saturday tradition. Perhaps. 100%. Yeah. Um, speaking of dates and peanut butter, um, can you just remind me and everyone listening what that brand of dates is that we love? Yeah. It's Rancho Miladuco. I don't yes, know if I said you. that correctly, but they do sell them at each peach now. Oh, great. I will be going to pick some up because they are transcendent. Yeah, they are so fantastic. Um, well, Marie, March has been a month. And you know yeah. what? February was really dark for me. Um, mm-hmm. and March was a lot better. So I really hope that you are you continue to be on the month behind me trajectory. Yeah, I'm already swinging up, although I would love to not be sick, but I, I feel better too. in my brain, if not my body. Hey, Which we'll we take love. it. Yeah, we'll take, take it. it. Okay, so we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks for book club. Yeah. Can't wait. Um, and we'll post about the April book as well as the March book for those that weren't listening. So you can all catch up. We'll just do a mega book club episode in April and then we'll get on our monthly sketch. So fun. I'm excited. Yay. Well, this has been a pleasure. As always, thanks for spending your spare time with us. Yay. Bye.